You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. Hey, Chris, it's the second week of our return on Imagine yes. If. Yeah, we are. We are back at it, and it's it's we're we're going for that consistency. But this is also part of our mega series uh, resurrection event. So in order to keep our sales up, we will push those issues on you, folks. That's right. <laughs> Just wait till we get the trade paperback release. <laughs> So last week we talked about uh, the four resurrections that we liked the most, two for me, two for you, for, one from each co- company, and this week we were going to take one of those resurrections and see what it is in the other universe. So essentially what we decided to do is take the resurrection of Superman, the return of Superman, from what year was that? 1992 or 94 is coming, but I want to say 92, I believe. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, from 1992, The Return of Superman, and uh, see what that would look like in the Marvel Universe, Marvel comic, comic book universe. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of resurrections. We went through two of them last, last week, um, but I think the the Return of Superman has a, a little bit more nuance to the story, would you say, Chris? Oh yeah. Well, like that one is amazing because that's the, that's the trailblazer. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else gets to see like, okay, you know, death of Superman was successful. All right. You know, prolong, uh, nightfall into night quest in the night's end, you know, all right. Death of Superman is huge. Shake up Spider-Man, you know, and now it's gotten to a point where it's like, Hey, if a character gets stagnant, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then, yeah, and we we want to see what the return of Superman is like in, in the Marvel Universe. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting interesting one when we get to that challenge. First, let's get through some news and some, uh, some spinner rack for this week. All right, well, let's go after our spinner rack. So um, hopefully we're just reminding you, but Tuesday is when your DC Comics will be touching down at your local comic shop. So what do we have to expect this Tuesday? Aquaman 62 will be out. Um, and get ready for that because Kelly Sue DeConnick is writing Aquaman and she is planning on leaving when she finishes up her stories. So that's going to be interesting. And we don't know if Aquaman will be canceled when she leaves or not. It was pretty ambiguous in the November solicits. So, you know, if you're if you're worried about Aquaman, then keep buying and see what happens. Um Batman 97 is going to be out. And this was actually a really good issue. I got to do an advanced review on it. I mean, I enjoyed it. It definitely didn't have the pacing as 95 and 96. Like those definitely had me at the edge of my seat. But man, it was still a great book. And I have to say that cover was just insane. Like the Joker on it, like he looks creepy. Okay. He's got just these beady little eyes. But I also enjoyed the symbolism there with Batman being chained and spewing out green drug gas because he really is not in control. And that's one of the big things about Batman is that he's always in control. Hmm. So I have to say, I am really enjoying um, Joker War. I I just kind of, I'll be honest with you, 
I paid it no attention because I was like, eh, it's just going to be, you know, uh, a big event. They're chasing me down for money. But with the fact that Joker War is happening, Joker and Harley are practically everywhere. We have three Jokers. Uh, like this one actually for using the Joker, it's making it worth it. Like it's 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 earning its place. So I'm like, okay, I can I can dig that. I can appreciate it and I like it. Uh, moving along, Batgirl Adventures, a League of Her Own Trade paperback will be released. So it looks like they're going back to the Batman the Animated Series and they're really mining the uh, the gold that's there. So they're taking a lot of the comics, uh, repurposing them for trades so they can make spe uh, specific trades for certain characters. So this one will have Batgirl and it will collect the Batgirl Adventures number one and then Batman Gotham Adventures issues 8, 9, 22, and 38. So it's not bad because it's typically $10, but that's got, what, five comics? So you're talking two bucks an issue. So if you've got a uh, younger person in your life, this is a great gift. This is a great way to get them in a comic, so check it out. Uh, Catwoman 23 will be getting a second printing just in time for Catwoman 24. Dark Knight's Death Metal. Okay, so that thing is everywhere. Well, no worries. There's a guidebook out. So Dark Knight's Death Metal guidebook number one. That'll kind of give you some more insights as to what's happening in the DC universe. And I even need one of those because I don't know what's going on over <laughs> at the DC universe anymore. Uh, Harley Quinn hits issue 75. So it's Harley Quinn. It's a celebration number. Um, we'll see what happens. But it actually will tie into Joker War. So Harley Quinn has been replaced by Punchline. So this is supposedly their little face-off. So that could be exciting. Justice League 51, Metal Men number 9, Nightwing number 73. Again, this was another book I got to do an advanced review on. I am enjoying the Nightwing books. Dan Jurgens is a godsend being sent over there. He makes the book count again because sadly that was one of those ones like I'm buying it because it's a character I like, but I really haven't been appreciating it. So it was like a mercy purchase. Now I feel like the book counts. So we still have Rick Grayson, but the story is progressing. It's tying into Joker War very nicely. Yes, it's going to lead to 75, the return of Dick Grayson, which is great with me because I'm enjoying the path that gets us there. Uh, Power of Shazam. I don't know if you remember that old story from a couple years back, <laughs> I guess maybe decades now, uh, but that's getting recollected in volume one in the beginning hardcover. Oh. So the good news is typically if they're going back and reprinting stuff, this could be good stuff for the character. So if you want to get the glorious Jerry Ordway reintroduction of Shazam, this is it. So this will collect the Power of Shazam graphic novel, which is like Batman Year One for Shazam, or as I like to call him, Captain Marvel. Um, and this will also feature the first 12 issues of his story. So this is like the Ground Zero 1994 relaunch that really redefined the character, but also held on to a lot of his uh, story from the golden days. So a lot of great stuff there. The Question, The Deaths of Vic Sage, Part 4 of 4 will be out. So this is uh, Dennis Cohen and Bill Sankowitz. They are doing some art duties on this. And this is a question story by uh, Jeff Lemire. So this is kind of maybe The Question Reborn or, hey, let's get the gang back together and do some cool stuff. So this is not a, an old story? This is a new story? Yeah, this is new stuff. They're, they're, they're doing some stuff with Vic. It's awesome. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to have to hunt that trade down for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, let's see. What else do we got? We got Teen Titans issue 44 hitting us. Wonder Woman 759 is getting a second printing. So start watching your Wonder Woman books because we have Wonder Woman 1984 that will be released sometime. But also the story is bringing uh, Max Lord back. So this is going to be some huge stuff. Uh, Wonder Woman Annual number four, Wonder Woman Dead Earth number four of four. I believe that was a mini series that uh, didn't Stephen get you hooked? Like he, he got you part one on that one, correct? He bought me part one as a as a as a Christmas gift, and then I read part two off of um uh comic no not comicsology was it comicsology? I don't know. I read it online. It's either whatever I can buy it digitally. And uh, yeah, I, I've I read the first two issues of that. I'm waiting for the third issue. So are you saying the third issue is about to come out? No, issue four is going to come out. So so wait, um, where did the third issue go? <laughs> Need to get on that, I guess. <clears throat> there you go. But hey, that's always a nice surprise when you wind up with two comics to read instead of just one. Right? There you go. <laughs> so there you go. Double your Wonder Woman. Um, so yeah, so that's going to be all the big stuff coming out of D.C., so that'll be Tuesday. So if you want to get firsties, you better make sure you're there at your local comic shop. Then as we move on to Wednesday, when all the other comics come out, and I say that with love, not just saying it, other comics. Yeah. <laughs> um, so going to Boom Studios, I got a shout out. They've been doing some amazing stuff. Power Rangers. So they are doing this miniseries called Draken New Dawn, number one of three. So Draken is going to be very interesting. Draken was originally... Tommy, the Green Ranger, who managed to keep his power, stay evil, get a power upgrade, I think by taking the white coin and getting the Tiger Zord abilities, and he became Lord Draken, and he almost destroyed the grid and everything. Uh, he, of course, was beaten because good always triumphs in the end. And so now he's just been kind of like a, just, you know, a POW for the Rangers. But somebody else might be taking on the Draken title. And I find this very interesting because they are also doing a Power Rangers Ranger Slayer number one second printing. So again, second printings and off and trade paperbacks typically tell us what's going on. So I'm going to make a major guess here. I could be right. I could be wrong. So spoiler question mark. But yeah. I think Kimberly, who becomes the Ranger Slayer, I think she's going to become the new Lord Draken. So Lady Draken, maybe. Ooh. So that could be interesting to see. Uh, and they will also be releasing Go Go Power Rangers Volume 7 trade paperback. And of course, as always, if you want to get all the best insights into what's going on with the Power Ranger comics, talk to Rafa, one of our buddies here at Geek Elite Media. He knows so much about it. <clears throat> Heavy Metal Magazine will be hitting the big 300 this week. So if you love, I'm guessing probably Dark Knight's Metal or your rock and roll crazy comics and all that wild stuff, they will be hitting the big celebration issue of 300. So definitely check that out. Uh, IDW will be releasing some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Urban Legends number 26, Transformers 22, Transformers 84, which goes back in the day, to Secrets and Lies part 204, Transformers versus the Terminator, because that's right, robots fight, <laughs> uh, part three of four as well. So a lot of good action coming out of there. Um, and on to Marvel Comics. So Ant-Man had a mini series of five issues. That will be concluding this Wednesday with part five. Avengers 34 gets a second print just in time for Avengers 35. Cable is on issue three, and this is Wi-Fi. But I've been seeing, I've been kind of keeping my tabs. I believe we were getting treated to old Cable. So we might be getting a battle there. So it's crazy because if you think about the character of Nathan Christopher Charles Summers, 
That's right. He's got all those names. Isn't a, a, a Scotty son in there somewhere too? Yeah, that's like that's one of his other titles. Yeah. So <laughs> Nathan, Nathan Charles. No, I think it's Nathan Christopher Charles summers the ascani son ah. <laughs> so yeah he's all over the place but i mean we've also got variations of them I mean, we have young cable we have old cable and we have x-man so well, oh, and then we have strife i was gonna say you oh. also have strife you have the the bad version yeah so i hope maybe they should just make like call it the c-men or cable men and just make that a team have it all cable all the time yeah i don't <laughs> think you would have called it the c-men <laughs> I just caught that. There you go. <laughs> I probably wouldn't help that their battle cry is called laying cable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is why I'm not getting that job at Marvel, huh? <laughs> I mean, I feel like he's, you need to throw those ideas out there so that other people will be like, nope, 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 we're not going to do that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be trending Twitter as bad idea, guys. <laughs> All right, let's see. Moving along. Captain America issue 22 is out. That book is going to be getting real exciting as we near 25. I don't know if it's going to continue or not, though, so definitely go out there and check it out. It's been a great story. Uh, Empire X-Men Part 4 4 will be out, so that's going to conclude their tie into the big Empire storyline. Guardians of the Galaxy, somebody's got to do it, Marvel Select hardcover. Now, this is actually something I would really want to put on your radar. This is the story that inspired the movie. Okay, so, so the title, the, the subtitle is Somebody's Got to Do It? Yeah, Somebody's Got to Do It. Okay. So what that does is that collects Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, a.k.a. DNA, uh, that collects their run of Guardians of the Galaxy issues 1 through 12. So there was, um, it was called Annihilation, and that was mainly streamlined by Keith Giffen, if I believe. Then they made a sequel called Annihilation Conquest, which DNA then took over. And issue six ended with the Guardians team that we're pretty much familiar with with the movie. So after that, they launched a 25-issue story, really good stuff, that led us to the Thanos Imperative, which was huge. Like, talk about a crazy ending. So anyways, this is going to be the first part, issues one through 12. I highly recommend it. It's got the uh, Marvel Select banner on it. So that's like the the top shelf of your wines of comic books. <laughs> so I, I think it's a great story. That's probably going to be one of the cheaper ways you can get it collected. So check it out. Uh, Lords of Empire, Swordsman number one. So this will be a tie-in issue to the Empire event that's going on. I haven't been reading this. I think I'm going to trade weight it. But if you're a fan of the classic Swordsman, the guy who inspired and trained Hawkeye, he's in on this. So Swordsman wow. and his son Koi are going to be uh, coming back into action. So will that lead to a long-term resurrection or not? I was going to say, I thought the Swordsman that, that trained Hawkeye was dead. Yeah, well, this is Resurrections after there all. There you go. It's, everybody dead can come back to life. I mean, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, we're just going to wave our hands and say Resurrection. <laughs> if you're at Marvel, you say Reborn. If you're at DC, you say Rebirth. That's, there you, that's, your, that's your verbiage. There it is. But speaking of wild stuff, so this is an interesting quote-unquote Resurrection. Maestro, part one of five. So... Like, I want to say sometime in the 90s, um, they did this story called Hulk Future Imperfect, and it introduced us to the maestro. And basically all we knew was that this was just a Bruce Banner Hulk who was tired of it, and he created his own just 
kingdom. Like he was in charge of everything. And he had his little trophy room. So he sat on the throne of doom. He had a broken Captain America shield. Uh, the higher the, the the iron mask of doom and Iron Man. He even made his own little like Wolverine claw gauntlet out of Wolverine skeleton. Mm. Like this guy was just mad at everything. And for so and I'm not too sure if it was he went into the past or if our Hulk went into the future, but they had to fight because that's the only person who could stop him. Well, it's been about 30 years now, and we're finally, finally going to get the origin of Maestro. We're going to learn how our Hulk became this very, very angry Hulk. Now, so this is huge because Peter David is back, and he's the guy who created Maestro. He's the version that also eventually shows up in uh, Old Man Wolverine? Is it? Not Old Man no, Logan, but... No, the, the Old Man Logan, no, that that's a different... <laughs> I guess Hulk just doesn't have it good in no matter what future... <laughs> But no, uh, Maestro, he's the one, he has that, like, the, the big white beard and the, the balding white hair. Yeah, so that's it. When, when Old Man Logan shows up in the regular 616. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they, they, had a, uh, the, they had the Hulk gang show up in present time. Like, they came from that world also, but they were being led by, I believe, Maestro, or at least a, a weaker version of Maestro. No, you're totally right. That's right. I forgot in the old man Logan. Yeah, because that was, you know, Wolverine and Hulk fights are like huge because that was the first appearance of Wolverine. Right. And so you're right. They did that where it's like, hey, Maestro is alive thanks to the Secret Wars. Old man Logan is in the 616. So, yeah, let's just have these dudes fight. So, yes. Yeah, you're totally right. Thank you. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to see the origins of that character. Which I also thought was interesting is that, you know, this this version of the Hulk Maestro is you know, uh, the leader he, or not the leader, but he's the, the end all say all right. Like he's, he, like you said, he's got broken cap shield. He's got Wolverine skeleton claws, but then you get to cosmic ghost Rider? No. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> cosmic ghost Rider version of the future. And that Hulk has been turned into a dog, right? Like by, by somebody, yeah, by Thanos. Guy, yeah, Thanos. Thanos beat the crud out of him and made him his puppy. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting the two different ways that, or at least those two different ways that the Hulk could go. You know, Banner just, I get why he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not going to end well for him because they even did a story, um, again, a long time ago called Hulk the End. And he basically, yeah, just like tried to kill himself. And at the end of everything, it's just Hulk and the cockroaches. That's all that's left. So, yeah. yeah I, rem <laughs> I remember that one, or at least a, a version of something where he, he, he's just eaten by the cockroaches every day and then re regenerates. Yeah. Oh, man. What a horrible fate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But if you want to get the origin of Maestro, that's definitely the one I'd suggest. Um, Revenge of the Cosmic Ghost Rider. You were just talking about him. So they made a mini series where he went through pivotal moments in the Marvel Cinematic, or not the Marvel, in the Marvel Comics universe, and he kind of got involved. So this is that mini series collected as a trade. And that that one's written by Paul Shear, the actor, right? The actor writer. I believe so. Let me double check here. I knew that he was doing a Cosmic Ghost Rider book. What'd you say that fellow's name was again? Paul Shear. Um, oh my goodness, they don't credit the writer. That is so weird. But I believe that was his because most of the time it was Donnie Cates who was writing it and he didn't do this many. So I think you're right. I yeah. believe that that's who wrote that one. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, here's an interesting one. So they're doing those facsimile editions. So Spider-Man number one is going to get reprinted. That's right. But not the 1960s one, the 1990s one, the one with that cool Todd <laughs> McFarlane cover. Um, um, you could probably go to a quarter bin and buy an actual copy. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it's an interesting book. It's it's If you're an art aficionado, uh, that's definitely the one to pick up and check it out. Do you think that they're uh, doing a facsimile, facsimile? version of that one because something's going to happen that direct ties directly to that issue well so the main bad guy in that one was craven so that's where that should definitely get your mitch uh senses tingling but i i, I really don't like i i kind of feel it's almost like hey let's let's find a way to get jim lee back on our side because right now he's getting really chummy with dc comics ah. so maybe that's one of those things where it's like hey we didn't forget about you buddy you know you can still do some cool stuff for us <laughs> That's what I feel like it is, more or less. That's interesting. Yeah. And we'll talk more about DC in a minute here. Okay. Uh, let's see. Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, Spider-Ham. <laughs> That's just a lot of spiders. That's a lot of uh, spiders. Spider-Ham is going to be getting a trade paperback that'll talk about uh, his adventures now that he's a cool thing since Spider-Verse. Yeah. I uh, will never understand that. Like, I understand that he was a spider that was bitten by a radioactive pig, right? I think he's a pig who was bitten by a radioactive spider. I believe it's the other way around. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I just I know his secret identity is Peter Porker. Right. I never checked out the character further Which, than that's that. that's where I'm going with it. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like, how is it that uh, do do spiders talk and and pigs talk in this in the world that he lives in? Like, <laughs> if, if he turned from a spider into a pig, is he the only pig shaped person, or is you know? Is everybody else spiders, or is was he just happened to be an also speaking a speaking talking spider? Like I don't know. I want to say I think it's it's because it's it's basically like superhero versions of like Disney and, and Looney Tunes, right? Right. Uh, so it's like they're already cartoon animals, and then they get powers because even DC's got their own, you know, like the Zoo Crew. There's the Green Llama, yeah, the Zoo Crew, you know, uh, Super Hair and, and things like that. So and Captain yeah, Karen? it's just like. Yeah, yeah, and he's another one. Uh, I just prefer Bucky O'Hare. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. It's like, hey, if if these things sell, and you know, there's little kids out there, so why not make a? Because all they are is they're good for plush. You know, it's right. like, hey, we'll make a plush toy and a quarter comic, and everybody's happy. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, just to wrap up real quick, Spider Woman hits three. Star is at part four or five. Thor issue six. Valkyrie Jane Foster issue ten. Venom 25 gets a third printing along with Venom 26 getting a second printing. Wolverine number four is going to be out. And then we get the X-Men Milestones Necrotia trade paperback. So that story was basically an attempt to do Blackest Night with the X-Men. I and remember that. that. what's going to be on your spinner rack. All right. So, uh, yeah, you mentioned it a second ago. There's been some big upheaval in the comic book world. Uh, we last week we talked about how uh, DC has its own uh, day for comic books now, which is Tuesdays. Well, AT and T Warner Brothers went over there and said, "Hey, DC, we got some. Uh, we're going to be trimming some of this fat off of here." And unfortunately, a fat is people's jobs. Yeah. So basically, um, like twenty percent of the staff got laid off, um, and that's just on the DC side of stuff. So it, it was sad. I mean, if, if you were paying attention on Twitter, you just saw your favorite comic book writers, artists, editors, anybody in the business just either being thankful they survived or being sad that they lost their friends, lose their job to the point of even them losing their job. So it was just 
it was painful to watch. It was rough to watch because we're going through a lot as it is. And then last thing you need is your job to be taken from you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Warner brothers, basically it sounds like time Warner is going through a, a change to make a two year plan to see what's going to happen. So we had seen stuff coming, uh, several, high uh position of people have been being released and the latest one was dan didio um he was one of the publishers co-publisher so he got released uh jim lee is now the sole publisher uh bob harass who was the former editor-in-chief he has been let go and now we have two new editors-in-chiefs uh marie javins who basically headed a lot of the digital comic books and michelle wells who headed the young adult imprint so it definitely, I, I I don't know their work. I only know it tangentially. So what's going to be interesting is they have had very good success in their departments. Uh, when you talk about digital comics, the digital first, I mean, Injustice was huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of Deceased has been that way. So, I mean, that that credit to Tom Taylor for creating these stories and credit for somebody thinking, hey, let's, let's chop them up into these digital chapters. But there's also been a lot of digital content that hasn't worked. So I, I hope that this doesn't steer us in a bad path. Uh, the young adult line has been great because that's the pathway to get kids into comics again. So they'll create stories that are like, hey, let's let's do Batman when he was a kid. And so it's the adventures of a young Bruce Wayne. And like you see how he, he got his driver's license and stuff like that. So they're not necessarily in continuity, but they're just fun young young age stories to just see what happens. Uh, so I, I, I wish these ladies well. I hope they they, they help. Um, but there's been some interesting stuff that is also coming out. John Ridley, uh, he won an Oscar for penning 12 Years a Slave. He's going to be writing a big Batman miniseries, and Jim Lee tells us that it'll have a huge impact on the rest of the line. So that's going to be something to watch. The Milestone Heroes, they should finally be returning, which would be great. Um, I always feel sad when you see a great group of characters get left behind because you know that's someone's favorite hero. So I really hope they bring them back. I hope they bring back as many heroes as they can because nobody wants to just be stuck in the back issues. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And even at the uh, November solicits, uh, we saw a bunch of books get canceled. Teen Titans, Young Justice, uh, John Constantine Hellblazer, and I think two more. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, yeah, so this is this is going to be interesting. And it's wild because all this is happening right before DC's fandom, which happens this Sunday or Saturday, I mean. So it's like, gosh, are, are people really going to be celebrating or is it just going to be kind of like just keep dancing and smiling? Well, I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't th- – it sounds dumb and it sounds harsh, but I don't think there's going to be a lot of the comic book stuff going on at DC Fandom. Uh, that's and that's just the nature of it. I mean, I'm sure Jim Lee will get up there and make a speech, and he's going to have a lot to talk about, uh, a lot of spin, I guess is the way to put it. But you're right. gonna they're going to be focusing on movies and TV shows. You got all your CW shows. You got all your uh, DCEU movies, so to speak. Um, you probably gonna you're probably we're probably gonna get a trailer, I would say, for uh Matt Reeves the Batman, or at least oh. a teaser. I bet. Um, those are two things. Or that's the thing that that's supposed to come out next year. Who knows if it does or not? Um, I think it's unfortunate. I mean, it's obviously un- it's very unfortunate that so many people lost their their lot or their lives, their jobs, and um. 
it's it's going to be interesting because like DC Universe, the the streaming site, they've also announced that they are no longer going to have original programming. All the original programming that is still around, so that would be your Doom Patrol, Harley Quinn animated series, and Titans season three is going to be over on HBO Max, like those things. So they will no longer produce any more uh, original original shows for the DC Universe app. The DC Universe app will only be online comic books. Wow. Yeah. Because so so I don't know what that means about stuff that they've already made. Like you know when the DC Universe app first debuted, you could get you could watch all the Batman animated series. You could watch uh, the Tim Burton Joel Schumacher Batman movies. When HBO Max came out, those things also showed up over there. So. I'm sure since they're already uh, Warner Brothers stuff, they're going to just have it over at HBO Max. They're not going to put into having it be able to be seen on uh, DC Universe. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I know, like looking at the Marvel model of stuff, so you have the Marvel Universe comics app, so you can go on there and you can read their extensive library of comics, you know. But then if you want to get your cartoons, TV, and movie fix. You go over to Disney Plus, so it sounds like yeah, that's it's probably what's going to happen. So DC Universe, that's a shame because you know thanks to you, I've gotten to explore the the app and it's really cool. Like I love that. Hey, you know what? I want to watch, you know, some Batman the Animated Series or you know I've appreciated Star Girl, which is a shame that she won't make the jump to HBO Max. She'll just be staying over at CW. Yeah, so I hope right. it, hope it's I hope it keeps that quality and doesn't take on the the CW formula. <laughs> I mean, um, it will have less of a budget, so you will have to worry about that. Yeah, good thing they didn't call it Stars and Stripes because <laughs> we won't be seeing much of Stripe probably. <laughs> no, not not too much. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, just wild stuff. So, uh, and you're right, and and I guess the one big highlight, though, one thing, if you want to get some free entertainment, so at DC's Fandom, they will be streaming. Superman, the man of tomorrow. So this is going to be an animated adaptation of Superman's origin. I kind of feel, I feel like this is going to be American alien, like not necessarily to that extent, but I feel like this is going to be like, okay, here's a young raw Clark Kent and he's dealing with meeting uh, Lobo and Martian Manhunter before he really becomes Superman. So I think they're going to take elements from the Zach Landis story and kind of insert it into the new, new version of the mythos. Right. That's okay. Well, we'll we'll have to see that. Uh, also, I believe they got rid of DC Direct, right? That's their yeah, collectibles. Sadly, their yeah. toy statue prop line is is done. What does that uh, mean for people who collect those things? So it's really interesting. Like I I can I can kind of understand what they're doing because again, if you follow the Marvel model, <laughs> so you have Hasbro, which is its own company that makes all your Marvel action figures, big ones, little ones, regular ones. Uh, they've recently started toying with the prop line as well. So making, you know, the Star-Lord helmet, the Iron Man helmet, Captain America shield. Um, then Marvel, for its higher-end products, they'll license out to Diamond Select Toys. And Diamond Select Toys, that's where they'll do, like, the statues, PVC statues, mini-mates, and other various plastic toys and stuff. DC has just... I don't know. They've kind of, for lack of a better term, crapped the bed because they had DC Direct, which was their own in-house. Uh, Jim Fletcher, who's one of the big guys up there, he survived. Like he's still over at DC, 
but I think he's just going to be the company man who's going to be like, okay, you know, so right now you have the action figures with McFarlane toys. So I think that's what's going to happen is McFarlane toys is just going to have the master license for everything DC. Mm. Um, I'm not a fan of that just because, and this will, this will get me some anger from the toy fanatics, but you know, I've tried McFarlane stuff. I, I bought his Walking Dead figures. They sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, I've bought another stuff. I, I It's just a plastic statue. And now that he's doing the DC stuff, it's like, okay, it looks good. The articulation's better. The likenesses is fantastic. But now you're trying to get everything 7-inch when everything was 6-inch. So it's like, really? You know, I don't want to start a whole new scale for that. So, But, yeah, I kind of have a big feeling that you'll probably be seeing your – statues and props along with action figures coming all out of McFarland toys. Okay. Um, last question I wanted to ask about this was that uh, one of the titles that you said that got canceled was young justice. Now that's uh, Brian Michael Bendis story, right? Uh, book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was a big get for them. He took on a lot of different books. Is there any notion that maybe he's not going to be around anymore? I know that's just one of the books that he's working on. So I don't think they'll have like it's kind of sad because there was something about like some misdirection about Brian Michael Bendis when it came to comics, right? Like him being on the Superman titles and everybody took it as he's leaving the Superman titles and everybody was happy. So that's scary. So I think fandom is just they're not happy with what he's making. Like if you're going to sell me Young Justice, yes, I get it. You know, this is the book where new characters grow and new things happen. But it's like Superboy is not Connor. It's it's a whole different Superboy, even though it is Connor, you know? Right. So it's like I'm rediscovering all these characters. They're so disconnected from what I knew that doesn't feel like the book I wanted. So I just think it's been one of those books that it's like, well, we're pushing it. Um, it's Naomi's book, his character that he created. So if you weren't interested in Naomi, then that's really going to pull down – uh, Young Justice as well. So I just think they, they you got to go back to the heart of it before you introduce new stuff. Uh, just because I feel like that's also the same problem with Teen Titans. You know, it's you look at Teen Titans and it's not the characters that you're thinking about. But Teen Titans is tough because everybody wants to go back to young Dick Grayson being Nightwing. And it's like, well, no, you got you to give the other Robins a chance to take on that helm as well. So right. it's a tough beast. But yeah, sadly, Young Justice... Uh, its days are numbered. All right. Did you have some other news? No, that's about it. That's all we got out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then getting into our challenge for this week, we had, like we said, we stated earlier, we we're going to try and do Superman's return or the return of Superman after his death. And what would that look like in the Marvel U if you were to pick a superhero to replace Superman with? Um do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Oh, I can go either way. All right, let's uh go ahead and you go first. Okay. All right. So I am going to take the idea of the return of Superman and install it in the Marvel universe. So the big question is, what character could work from this? So I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with the all-time classic Spider-Man. Um, so what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to say I know the Clone Saga was a direct result of um, the reign of Superman. Superman. Yeah. You know, it was just like, okay, here we go. So what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to take the clone saga, Spider-Man, the other 
and identity crisis, and I'm going to try to make it. I'm going to try to make it work. All right. <laughs> so basically, Spider-Man dies. You know, let's just create you know a a giant mindless villain that kills him. Now, this is where I'm going to steal the identity of the other. Or not the idea, the idea of the other. So even though Spider-Man has quote-unquote died, and maybe I'll just keep it Morlem, so Morlem appears, kills Spider-Man, but Spider-Man is able to kind of put himself in that cocoon and heal. So that takes the idea of the Spider-Man resurrection, or super, the Superman resurrection chamber, right? So Peter Parker's off the board, he's healing. But all of a sudden, we start seeing other people come around with very Spider-Man-like abilities, but kind of different, uh, different attitudes towards it. So I'm going to steal the idea of identity crisis for my four uh returns but i'm going to give them new identities so ricochet is one of the um the identities that was created correct correct so the idea there was i want the ricochet to actually be kind of he's going to be like my super boy okay so that's going to be the young happy one that's the one that's trying to make the most of things so that one is actually going to be Ben Riley. So that is the actual clone of Spider-Man. Okay. So he's eventually going to, you know, move on and become Scarlet Spider. But at first he's introduced to us and the joke will always be like, well, you're a clone of Spider-Man. Shouldn't we just call you Spider-Boy? And he's like, don't call me Spider-Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be Ben Riley. So that, that, that way we still get the best thing out of the clone saga, Ben Riley. So he's still around. And after the identities get dumped and he gets really fully Im- immersed into the Spider-Man family, he'll become Scarlet Spider. So that's my plan there. So he's he's back. He's doing all the fun stuff, but he's just kind of – he's still young with that irresponsibility. The next one, um, I'm going to use the Dusk identity, and Dusk is going to play the part of the Eradicator. So that's going to be an old character that's in the Spider-Man mythos that comes back. So the question is, who's in the Spider-Man mythos that could just carry anger and vengeance? Well, the Punisher. So the Punisher decides, all right, I, I, I want to honor the memory of Spider-Man, but I also do my own tactics. So he winds up adopting the Dusk identity, and he's doing his shoot-em-ups and whatnot. But then eventually it gets brought to his attention that, like, you're really not honoring the, the identity of Spider-Man, the, the, the history. So he winds up throwing the Dusk identity away. And that's where I'm going to wind up giving that one to, um, oh, my gosh. It was one of the Stacy sisters. I think it was, or not sisters, but cousin. Like, Gwen had a cousin. I forget her name. But she'll wind up picking that up, and that will create the new Dusk. Okay. And then the Hornet, so this one's going to be fun because he's kind of the happy-go-lucky personality. So that is going to be my steal. So that's going to be somebody that invents this costume, gives him powers, and and goes out and tries to do the best he can to save the neighborhood. So that identity, I'm going to give it to Hobby or Hobie. I forget. I've never had uh, good luck pronouncing his name, but he's the one that he had that skateboard thing going on, and he he would use all the gyroscopes to make powers. So he's going to decide to say, like, you know what, let's do this. So that's where he's going to put his uh, his technology back in. And hopefully that's a great way to revive that character and bring him back into the mythos. So that establishes those three people that will eventually go on to be Spider-Man family members. Now comes the big one. So I decided, okay, well, I knew Cyborg Superman was the bad guy. He was the, the, the main cause for all this stuff. So we saw Cyborg Superman – team up with um, 
Mongol to basically destroy Coast City and all that fun stuff, right? So Prodigy is going to be that all-American hero. Like he's the one, he gets the stamp of approval from J. Jonah Jameson, right? Everybody's like, we love this guy. Yep. He's great. <laughs> he gives us his own photos, you know, all the fun <laughs> stuff. And uh, so Prodigy is going to be working with Kane. So that way I bring in the next best thing from the Spider-Man clone saga. So those two are just out on a tear to destroy the legacy of Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Now the big question is, who should be under the mask of Prodigy? Well, I'm lucky because this is before uh, Norman Osborn and Harry Osborn were returned to us, right? So I, I like Harry Osborn. I really do. I think he's a great character. But I like him when he's evil. I just love that tango that Pete and Harry have as opposed to the one between Norman and, and Pete. So Norman's going to stay dead. I'm not going to resurrect him. But that's what's going to happen is Harry Osborn and Kane are deciding to say we are going to destroy the Parker and Spider-Man legacies. So that's what's going to happen. So one of the big things that uh, Prodigy is trying to do is he's actually going to try to keep on proving the fact that the Parkers – were traitors. So eventually Spider-Man comes out of his cocoon. He teams up with the Stacy sister as Dusk, Hobby as Hornet, and Ben Riley as Ricochet, and they expose Harry Osborne as the Green Goblin masquerading as Prodigy, and that also exposes the, the corrupt plot that he has with Kane. So in this story, we get the return of Spider-Man, and I also, just for fun, I'm going to throw in that this is finally the moment where we really clear the Parker name, so they're no longer recognized as bad people, but as true agents of Shield as they were. So yeah, that was a lot. I know, <laughs> rough outline, <laughs> but with Spider-Man, it always is. That's why he has to have webbing so he could carry all that baggage. <laughs> I like it. No, that 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 works out great. Um, the Punisher wearing the Dusk uh, outfit that one threw me. Like I was like, all right, that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, well, like I said, I figured, like, because I know, like, with the Eradicator, you know, it's one of those. And, and I tried to think, like, well, what was close enough? And as I studied the Spider-Man mythos, like, I kind of thought about toying with Tarantula. But since I was going to – and I'm so bummed. I want to say it was, like, Sarah Stacy, but that doesn't sound right. But that kind of feels like what Marvel does with the double name. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I figured that would be a neat way to, like, okay, well, we get the identity out there but she's ultimately going to come down. And even then that kind of eases that pain between the Stacy family and Spider-Man. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So yeah, I just went for the shock value of the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> well, trust me, I would, I would, uh, I would be there to read this book. So, uh, you, I mean, used to characters that I liked, so I, I'm, I'm all in for it. And I like that you used, uh, Spider-Man because you know, that's the, the Marvel flagship character. Like, some people might think Iron Man is now because of Robert Downey Jr., but I still think of Spider-Man being the flagship character, at least in the comic books. And Superman is the flagship character of DC, so it just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, Spidey's always number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you went with Spider-Man, but I went with uh, I went with Marvel's Big Blue, 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 Big Blue Boy Scout. Uh, I went with Captain America. Nice. So, and I mean, I might be copying out a little bit. I mean, he he dies at the end of Civil War. Sorry, s spoilers for the comic book <laughs> Civil War if you hadn't read it yet. Um, but and and you had some people try and take over the mantle of Captain America at that point, right? Yep. You had you had Tony try and give the shield to Hawkeye and said like, 
what was it uh was it three other shield agents already tried to throw this thing one of them got like almost got decapitated uh exactly (laughs) hawkeye was able to throw it balance it and catch it all that stuff shortly after that bucky steals it if i remember correctly right oh yeah yeah he does yeah he steals because he knows that he needs to take it right so because only he can carry the legacy (laughs) (laughs) so i think that with um uh, what was it? They the, uh, something they said about the Eradicator when he was brought in after the death of Superman. He's the Old Testament version of Superman. Like he's gonna get in there, he's gonna do the the right thing, but he's not gonna be afraid to kill, right? So yeah, my my Eradicator Captain America is Bucky. Like he he's gonna wear the suit, and if you happen to find the end of his bullet then you happen to find the end of his bullet. It's just the way it is. That That's Buck at this point. He's the Winter Soldier Captain America. Uh, my steel is, I guess that would be upping the timeline at the end of Civil War so that we have Sam Wilson. He's already going to be Captain America later on, so he gets to be the new version of Captain America, but with his tech, just like steel. The, nice. the Falcon. Uh, then also going backwards a little bit into Young Justice, we take Eli Bradley Patriot, and then he becomes the Superboy version of Captain of Superman. So the Superboy version of Captain America story. Uh, if you have Eli, maybe change up his suit a little bit and keeps the full full face mask. It's the idea that he can hide the the fact that he's not the real Steve and I think that goes towards that and maybe everybody since he's got a little bit smaller stature calls him Captain America Jr. and that kind of pisses him off (laughs) uh I think that would I think that would be a good a good analog but then I like that oh okay well I like that because I, I think it's good because I know when um when Patriot was first created, he kind of went out there to rep his, his, his grandfather. Yeah. You know? like, like, hey, he was, he was the first captain America. And so I think that'd be kind of neat because in a way he does feel like he's carrying on the mantle, but it's not just for Steve. Right. So that's kind of neat that it, it plays that. And plus, yeah, when he was first created, he was a hothead. So that, Very that much fits so. nicely with, with Connor Superboy style. <laughs> <laughs> plus I got that cool jacket thing going. So it works. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and then my my cyborg Superman. I thought this I thought this would be interesting. What if you had Nuke come in, throw himself on, throw on a full on Captain America suit, still has that American flag tattoo on his face, but it's it's covered up by a version of Captain America's cowl, so that you don't quite see it at first, but. Maybe someone affected his brain and thought that and, and tried to convince him that he was he was uh, Steve Rogers also. Uh, and then eventually his nuke comes out and and he's a he's straight up a huge villain, just like he is, you know, like the idea of nuke is can can we recreate the Captain America super soldier serum, but in pill form and give it to psychopaths and see if it, it works out? Uh no, it usually doesn't. <laughs> I'll just tell you that. 
but I think that would be the cool little showdown. And then my Mongol would probably end up being more of a handler to Nuke than a agent of Nuke, uh, like Mongol was to um, Cyborg Superman. So it would be uh, Taskmaster. He would probably... Oh, nice. Yeah, he would be there as the, the right-hand man to, to Nuke as Captain America and cause all the havoc. Now, see, I like that because I miss the days of Taskmaster being like a main villain because nowadays he's kind of regulated to like he's the side villain. He's the goofy guy. Yeah. Like, all right, that would be really cool to see him be like, nope, I'm the I'm the brains behind this outfit. So, yeah, I dig that. That's a good (laughs) that's a good twist. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, that's I, I would just I think it, the 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 reign of the Captain America, so to speak, would fit in right there really well. the The other version after the death of Cap- Captain America in Civil War was was the Punisher. Once again, the, the Punisher shows up and he threw on a version of Captain America's suit, like a version of it that had the skull on there. And though that's a, a cool visual, I just didn't want to add him in into my story. Yeah, no, nothing wrong. Like, I mean, that's one of those things, like, I love Civil War, the comic. I mean, the movie is way better. But, uh, you know, with Civil War going on, and I was at a point where I was trying to collect as many tie-ins as I could, Mm -hmm. I did pass on that one. I was like, you know what? (laughs) Punisher Cap just holds no enthrall for me. Uh, You've got Bucky going after the mantle. It's like, yeah, that's going to be the venue I'm going to choose. So, like, Punisher Cap, love him or hate him, it just... It wasn't that big a thing. So I'd rather I'd rather see Nuke because you could like you could play with the idea. That maybe. Yeah, maybe they get that tattoo off his face. And here's a strong blonde haired man. Yeah. Running around as Captain America again. And it's like the ultimate twist is he is the bad guy cap. He's Nuke. But then on top of that, it's it's I like the role reversal there where it's like he's the weapon. He's not the mastermind. Mm-hmm. So even though he's gaining the attention of the president and, and being adorned by the public, he's actually the henchman, you know? So it's like, okay, that's cool. So I like that twist. I think that's great. Um, would you, would you have, would you have liked to have seen a different character just straight up created? Cause if I'm correct, if I'm, if I remember correctly, like Hank Henshaw was just created for the reign of Superman. Right. So that's a tough one because actually Hank Henshaw was um, – how do I say this? So he – there was an episode uh, – an episode, an issue of – I think it's just the Superman book or maybe it's Adventures of Superman. But it was it was written and drawn by Dan Jurgens, and um, he created this like Fantastic Four homage of characters. And so they all – got superpowers but they were all slowly dying mm-hmm. so henshaw's wife died his two friends died and he went insane and became merged with electronics and so that's when he decided to come or jurgens used him as hey this is going to be that because really the only new characters would have been superboy and steel because even the eradicator was an old superman character right, he was yeah. the little ship that followed his birth ship so those like uh, eradicator and cyborg were recycled characters steel and superboy were new characters but john henry irons wasn't quite new right what didn't didn't we see him before the death or was that like just they made him just because they knew they were going to use him after the death 
No, that was inserted continuity. Uh, I was okay. Because I remember I actually read the novel, The Death of Superman. You know, I was like, oh, you know, because you're just so enamored with the story. So I read the novel and they basically said, yeah, like during Superman's third year of superheroics, you know, John Henry Irons was working on a high rise. He slipped and fell. Superman catches him, saves him. And they were friends. You know, it's like, hey, John, you know, hope everything's going good and I'll see you around, you know, and. When Superman died, that's when he felt this even more compulsive need to be like, no, nah, that's a good man. I don't want his legacy to be left behind. So then I guess the, the, the question that I'm posing to you is that in our little challenge, we used characters that already existed. Would you, if you were to actually do the death of Spider-Man in the return or the reign of Spider-Man, a version of that, would you like to have created new characters or used ones that already existed? So that's tough because I kind of like Ricochet, uh, Hornet, and all those guys like from the Identity Crisis, they were definitely new. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they were personas because it was Peter Parker underneath. So I definitely would say like, yeah, I could see probably like like Prodigy, I destroyed that identity. There's no way that's going to come back <laughs> as a hero. You know, it's like it doesn't matter. The bad guy was wearing that mask. Um, I guess I could say like I, I really – I just – I like the designs – like dusk could be fun, you know, especially that adds more, you know, more gender diversity to the character. So it's like, okay, but even though there are a lot of spider women, so I just don't want it to be too redundant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think dusk would be a neat way to explore that. And I could definitely see Ricochet. I just, I love that design. I think that costume's really cool, but I want Ben Riley to be Scarlet Spider. So I, I guess probably I could have pulled the, the Stacy sister and, um, the, uh, ben Riley out of there and just made two new characters. Like, yeah, they could have been like, hey, you know, I was saved or, you know, maybe it's one of them knew the identity of Spider-Man and they too were hurt by the death of Ben Parker. So they're like, hey, since Spider-Man's not here, I need to do do right by old Ben and do the best stuff there. Nice. All right. Uh, there you go, folks. Those are our two stories. Uh, tell us what you thought about them, please. We want to hear about it. If you have any comments on the stories we talked about before that, we want to hear the comments on that too. So if you can find me, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geekly Media. Chris, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as stuff I should say, should being spelled S-H-U-D. And please check out my writings on geeklymedia.com and AIPTcomics.com. I love to talk about comics. I love to write about comics. So definitely go out there and check them out and let's create some conversations. And the rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Please check out our Patreon. We just we just opened it up. We have a few uh, pa- patrons right now, and uh, a few we have some really cool tiers, if I must say so myself. So go check that out if you would like to donate. Uh, please go to our website, geekleetmedia.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the network. If you have a pod, if you listen to this on a podcatcher, whatever podcatcher you use, please review it, rate and review it. It'll help spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.